0: hi and welcome to from a full cup i'm your host natalie mullen a certified wellness educator speaker facilitator and teacher from a full cup is a mental wellness education podcast that helps women prioritize their wellness and put themselves first because you can't pour from an empty cup i present unique wellness tips and strategies in ways that are relatable and practical and can be adopted for your lifestyle Whether I'm speaking at an event, facilitating a workshop, or coaching clients, I'm passionate about helping women dream big, take action, and move the needle forward to achieve the life they want. Now, let's get started. Hey y'all, just before we get into this episode, just know the mic was having a little bit of technical difficulties, so the audio is not 100%, but it's definitely bearable. So uh, stick with me, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From a Full Cup. I am so excited to have a special guest with us today by the name of Lucy Rowell. Lucy, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself.
1: Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. And hi, everyone. As Nestle said, my name is Lucy, and I've worked in corporates for about 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry more specifically and I've done lots and lots of different senior leadership roles both in the kind of functional sort of management space but also in the matrix leadership space and I've had a really enjoyable and successful career in that area but what I have found is that often there's these expectations that come on us Um, particularly I think as, as kind of female leaders around what we need to be like, what we need to act like. And so for me, I've kind of recognized over my career that I haven't always kind of shown up authentically. And so now I've kind of taken this pivot in my career to kind of step back from corporate and to try and help kind of spread more of this message about authentic leadership Um, I've now kind of got my own coaching and team development organization that really tries to help others really connect with who they are um, and hopefully make them and the organizations they work much more successful through it.
0: You know, I love that you said this word authentic and authentic is just one of my inner buzzwords that keeps me (laughs) going. It's one of my core values And, um, you know, I just I just love everything about it. So this whole conversation is really going to be digging into this word authentic and how it relates to leadership, because I think it's so important for everyone, but especially leaders to lead from an authentic place, because then you inspire your team, you inspire employees to do the same, and then we can all be authentic in our different ways together. So I want to start off by asking you what does it mean for a woman to exhibit authentic leadership in a corporate setting? And specifically a corporate setting, because this is a setting that a lot of times dims uh, women's light and does not allow them to show up in authentic ways. So what would that look like for you and why do you think it's important?
1: Yeah, so, so I guess what I would firstly say is I think, you know, each of us are completely unique and different. So I think how we will show up authentically and how we exhibit that is gonna look a little bit different. And so I would kind of say there's two pieces that I think are important for, for us and whether you know, you're female or not, but I think particularly for women is, is firstly, actually just being aware of that. So, you know, what I recognized in myself, probably maybe five to seven years into my career, I wasn't being, who I was. And and I hadn't really recognized this at the start. And it wasn't until I kind of took some time out and really became super aware of like what I was doing, who I was, what is it I actually wanted to do? Who did I want to show up being? What were the things that I found really enjoyable? What are the things that actually really sparked energy and excitement within me in terms of The types of work and the people that I actually wanted to work with and who were those people yeah who helped me be the best version of me and it really took a little bit of soul-searching in a sense to kind of figure out what that looked and felt like for me and there wasn't that many other sort of female role models around me that I could sort of look to or if I there were they were often you know almost carbon cutouts of some of some of their sort of male counterparts and you know showing casing kind of very sort of masculine as you may define it kind of quality so it wasn't until probably like seven or eight years into my career and there was like one person in particular who just really stood out as being really authentic she just kind of came across and didn't seem to give two monkeys about what anyone else kind of thought or how she was going to show up. And that just kind of stemmed this sort of feeling in me that I could actually just be who I wanted to be and not sort of worry about this expectation. But that kind of feeds into the second point. So the first one is kind of more about the awareness side. The second part is actually around confidence. And I think this is a really tricky part because you know, it's easy to think, okay, this is who I want to be. This is who I am. I've got this on a piece of paper. I've got this in my mind, but actually having that confidence to be able to put yourselves out there and just be kind of willing to stand up for who you are and be able to kind of receive critique or feedback or questions. And, you know, not necessarily you have to do anything about that, but just be willing to kind of accept that you know does take some courage and some bravery no matter who you are but the more you can kind of experiment and play with that and and gain that confidence then I think that's where you can start to sort of then slowly build into kind of who authentically you are within a corporate world
0: yeah no I think that really makes sense I think I think for almost everything in life, we have to start with self-awareness. We have to question our own selves and we have to really dig deep to find the things that are in alignment for us um, and that we know how to take action and take inspired action that is going to be meaningful and fulfilling to us. And that idea about confidence as well, because authenticity and confidence go together. And the more confident you are in your own self, and in your unique personality, your skill sets, your strengths, even your weaknesses and your flaws. Yeah. If you get to a place where you can really just own those things, you can show up more authentically. Like I know for myself, at this stage of life, I'm very aware of my strengths and my flaws. And I'm okay with both of them. And, you yeah. know, I'm I'm a little bit bossy. I'm a little bit pushy. I'm a little <laughs> bit a perfectionist. And I know these things. But I also, you know what I mean? And and, and it's okay. Yeah. It's it's okay. And I'm not actually trying to change those things. I can always improve on those things, of course. But I realized that oh. they actually are core to who I am and they serve me more than hurt me. They actually are a good yeah. thing because that being able to push people a little bit helps me in leadership. It helps me to, to rally people on, right? And I've been able to learn how to yeah. soften it in some ways and work on my delivery and things like that. But I think getting to a place of authenticity where you can show up in a way that's true to yourself is really powerful so I want to ask you as a leader whether currently or just in your life at different points how what are some of the specific things that you have done to show up authentically?
1: Yeah this is a this is a really great question and um, I I definitely find that for me there's kind of cycles. So usually as I kind of either start in a new role or something like that, I class it as my kind of wobbly time is the time I'm kind of a little bit like less sure about kind of being 100% kind of authentic to who I am. And then as I kind of gain some comfort in where I am and what I'm doing and within a new kind of role or opportunity, then I I feel kind of my authenticity comes out even stronger. But there's certainly a couple of things I would definitely share with the with your audience and I think one of the first things actually is, is what you had spoken to again about this awareness and knowing where the strengths and weaknesses are and the weakness has been a really important one as well because I think often in leadership roles we, we tend to think oh, every leadership role is the same and if a leadership role comes up within your company or somewhere else I think sometimes we forget about the context and the space that those roles might be in. But I would say for me, one of the biggest learnings and the things I, I absolutely use now is actually a lot to do with boundaries. So I'm, I'm really now confident in being able to say when I start a new role, for example, um, what, you know, how I am going to show up, but things as well that I'm not kind of willing to do and and this I'll kind of share a couple of things in this setting and and one of them actually is an example from probably about seven or eight years ago and I was moving into a team where pretty much everybody was a workaholic I am not a workaholic I love my jobs um, but at the same time I love my family I love my free time I'm somebody who needs downtime to kind of rejuvenate and so I was really transparent and I kind of shared with them like I know this is a team where emails go out all weekend, all evening. This does not work for me. Like, I cannot work in this setting. I promise you, I will give you like 110% of of me. And I think you'll get, you know, the job will be done and it will be done to a really, really high standard. I think a lot of the thing with authenticity is once you're comfortable in that, If they'd have said to me, oh no, actually, we need you to kind of be there Saturday and Sunday, then it would have been clear that wasn't the job for me. Like that wouldn't have worked. I wasn't willing to sacrifice that for me. Um, And so that's kind of like one type of example of of one place where I think I've tried to show up a little bit authentically. The other places, you know, I just sometimes like silly things I'll say to people in terms of, you know, I love bright colors. I am not going to turn up in a grey or black suit. If there's an ex- if there's an expectation, of have to be there in a grey or black suit. That's not going to work. I, I'm full of color, and that shows my personality, and that shows me don't want to be surrounded by grey and black suits. I want to, you know, be able to at least sparks and joy within. I think the other part that I would kind of also share is is just finding also kind of where where My personality and my sort of work life balance impact each other. So I don't, I think there's sometimes a concern with authenticity, and particularly in kind of a corporate setting, that that means everyone's got to kind of turn up and share everything. You've got to kind of talk about, you know, everything that's going on in your life and, you know, X, Y, and Z. And there's like kind of no boundary between them. And I think what I've kind of found is, You've got to find a little bit of where that feels right for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If something is going on in my life and plenty of things have gone on in my life that absolutely are going to impact how I show up, I will feel like where is the space that I feel comfortable up to what point in sharing, because it will impact my colleagues. It will impact the work I'm doing and other things. So I'm not going to try and pretend like, oh, everything's absolutely fine. At the same time, I don't want to create a space that makes others feel overly uncomfortable or even a space where people feel they have to overshare, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's really helpful, especially like setting boundaries, I think is really important at work. Uh, I love that you kind of led with that. And you said, you know, I'm not a workaholic. I understand what culture I'm coming into. I want to be a part of this team, but I need to do it in a way that's going to be in alignment for me. And it's going to allow me to show up authentically. And I think that that's such a powerful example of how you can bring authenticity into the workplace. Because I think a lot of times people enter environments and they just feel that they have to take on the same work culture that they've found, you know, and um, you do have agency over your own personhood. You have agency over your own being. And I think it's really important to feel empowered to speak up for yourself. I look at other ways that we can still do it. And, you know, by you saying, I'm still going to be able to do the same amount of work or I'm still going to be able to give my my all to it, but within these constraints, because these are things I've set up to manage my own well-being because I want to still live a life outside of work. I still want to prioritize my family. So these other things are important to me. I recognize the value of my own well-being and I'm not willing to compromise it, right? And I think that is so important is realizing that we can set up our own well-being by just taking certain opportunities or negotiating it right from the beginning. Because what happens is so many people get into corporate environments, they assume and adopt the environment that they've entered into. And then they start to realize, oh, this is not what I want. I don't feel happy. I don't and then but it's kind of too late. It's kind of hard to make changes. And then they just end up burning out or feeling great dissatisfaction. So it's really important to manage your wellness along the way and just find find ways that you can work in a role that is going to be in alignment for you. And so just briefly, I'd like to talk a little bit more about authenticity and wellness and how do those relate yeah. together for you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um just, I'm just gonna quickly just make one final comment on that last part and then I'll definitely come back to this question. So I think also one thing that was really interesting about that situation where I, I kind of upfront shared that boundary, about two years later, um, my boss at the time who I'd kind of shared that with actually used that as a learning for herself and she kind of shared it with others to say, look, this happened. And it was a really great example that I would encourage others to do kind of the same and to not feel that you can't ask for what you need. So I think the other thing is sometimes we can kind of feel a little bit scared that if that feels like it's the kind of cultural norm, that 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 is the norm. And actually, often others are wanting to kind of rebel against that yeah. and they just don't have the the voice or that confidence to do it so you know often I think you know if you're thinking it there's probably a handful of other people thinking a similar thing so you know just try to be brave and stand up there and do that it's about the the wellness part I think this bit's really really interesting for me because I think there's a couple of different aspects and I think the first thing I'll say is I definitely feel that the more authentic you can be overall it should improve your wellness and, you know, the, the positive impacts that it can have. But I do want to kind of at least recognize that, you know, for people who are maybe feeling, I don't know who I am. I don't kind of know what this looks like and feels like. There could be a very scary sort of stage to kind of go through before you start feeling this really kind of positive effect. Because often the reason that, you know, we we can kind of not be authentic is because we're trying to kind of hide certain parts of us or try to kind of block things out that we don't kind of want to deal with or recognize, or we might have some sort of deep held beliefs that are holding us back, et cetera. And that can be quite complex, quite difficult, very uncomfortable things to sit with and work with and work through to be able to get to a place where it's like, oh, right, actually, yeah, this is where I want to be. Absolutely. For me, like if you can get to a place where you feel super authentic, then I think there's lots of positive impact that can come to your wellness. But I do want to recognize that depending where your sort of starting phase is, there could be this kind of slightly kind of scary and settling time to get to that sort of bright um, spark at the end.
0: Yes. And that's so true because when I think of wellness, we're really thinking about a journey and it's everybody's journey is different and everybody's pace along that journey is different. And some people are at step one in their journey for a really, really long time. And some people go step one, two, three, four, five. And some people go from step one to 10, right? So I think uh, it's really important to not compare yourself to anybody else and kind of just recognize where am I at right now? Where do I want to get to? How do I get there? And you just kind of keep your blinders on and kind of focus on your own journey. And you know, one of the ways that we can support our well-being even at work and even within corporate settings and in life in general I really believe in the power of connection the power of community and I'm wondering if you You can share some strategies or practices that women can use to build strong networks and even mentorship opportunities or relationships that would support leadership development
1: oh I love this question (laughs) the first thing I would say is don't be just afraid to ask someone to be a mentor I think often um, we get into this space where we feel like, oh, I don't want to disturb someone, or oh, they're going to be so busy, or they're more senior than me. I don't want to kind of, you know, their time is more precious, etc. It isn't, and I promise you that um, very frequently you will actually get a yes from that ask versus a no. So I'm very much a believer in just trying. Out. Even if they say no, what's like? What's the worst that's going to happen? You're exactly in the situation you are today, thinking they're going to say no anyway. So you might as well ask, and there can be an upshot from that. So I think yeah. if you can build those mentors and, and 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 gain the the confidence again to ask, then I think that's fabulous. I think for people who maybe haven't yet got any kind of network around them, then. Again, back to that lovely comment you said earlier, Natalie, about don't compare yourself to others. Just start really small. You know, who are a couple of people who you admire, or maybe they're doing something that you'd like to do in the future? You know, is there a way to connect through LinkedIn or some other social media platform? Or if they are in your company, then amazing. You've got a really great opportunity to use email or reach out to them through whichever kind of communication tool you use. And, you know, say hi. What I've personally found is like one of the most productive ways to actually sort of get those conversations kind of moving. And also in the sort of both in the building networks generally and in the mentoring space is really to come at it from a space of curiosity. So I think if you've could go with a couple of questions where, you know, you're trying to maybe understand, you know, what that person's biggest challenge is kind of right now, you know, how have they handled a certain problem before, if you've seen them maybe post on a social platform about a topic that you're interested in, and you want to kind of get a bit more information. These are usually really, really great ways, because one, a question typically kind of make somebody want to respond back because there's a natural, yeah. you know, oh, there's a natural in versus kind of just going hi and leaving it at that. And often as well, you know, people have got a lot of problems to deal with. There's a lot of things going on, whether it's in corporate world or not. And if there's others who have either dealt with that problem before or interested in helping them work that out or something, again, it, People are usually kind of quite open and receptive to that. So I've personally found that that kind of going in more in a curiosity of like wanting to know more or or working out how you can help them and their perspective is a really, really, really great way to to kind of start things. And then the final thing I would just say is obviously the latter part of all of that is the nurturing So nurturing both of the network and, you know, if you have got a mentor or a coach or somebody, you know, making sure you're kind of being respectful and using their time wisely. And I think one thing that people often fall into a trap of from the conversations I've had is a feeling like, oh, well, I now need to put in, you know, a monthly call or catch up or coffee with somebody to kind of keep that network nurtured. Um, And I would argue you don't need to really do that, you know, a quick text Mm -hmm. message or a quick message through LinkedIn or something, just saying hi, checking in on them is just as meaningful as kind of booking a 30 minute sort of slot in somebody's calendar, which, you know, always can give actually people a sense of like, this person isn't actually respecting my time. Whereas a quick like has things, you know, then they can respond to that whenever they want. It's much more a bit more dynamic. Another good little tip in that that regard is if somebody has shared something that again either something that they're interested in or something that they're kind of curious or, or struggling with, if you see something, an article or a paper or something that touches on that topic, again just forward it to them, saw this, thought of you, you know, hope you're okay, what, whatever again it's super fast and quick but it's keeping you kind of in their mind it's kind of making them recognize that you're somebody that's again you know helpful collaborative cooperative etc I really like what
0: you're saying because you know again thinking about authenticity and thinking about how can you also give right because I think a lot of times our society yeah. is set up for us to receive and we're always like a- I think people are naturally selfish. They're naturally thinking like, what's in it for yeah. me? And it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you can mm-hmm. think from the perspective of like, how can I give, how can I help, how can I serve? You'll actually find that the connections you have with people are more meaningful because what mm-hmm. you are doing is different from what everybody else is doing. So if everybody else is saying, hey, I want to book a call to talk to you. And you're simply saying, hey, how's your day going? Saw this article, thought of you, tagged you in it. They're going to be like, oh, wow, like that's such a different approach. And so it actually Mm. makes you stand out. So now your relationships actually are stronger and you can maybe a later point in time ask for something or ask for an opportunity to collaborate. And you'll now get a better response than if you were just leading with that in the first place. Mm. Yeah, this has been such a great conversation. And in closing, please tell the listeners how they can. Find out more about you and learn more about what you offer and stay connected to you.
1: Oh, bless. Well, it was so lovely to speak to you, uh, Natalie. And I hope everyone um, yeah, enjoyed the conversation that we had today. If you want to find out more about me, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, as Lucy Rowell, you can visit the website impactfulauthenticity.me. Um, I also have a podcast and Natalie has very kindly been on it. So I will be absolutely sharing that with everyone very, very soon. Um, It's impactful authenticity again. And you can find that through Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you go to listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you, Lucy. And all of those links will be in the show notes as well. So you can click there and go find Lucy and just stay connected to her. And thank you listeners for tuning in and continuing to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your communities from a full cup.